Hello, everyone. You know, most of us have a habit of categorizing people. I look at our nation, our state, our city, and even our churches, and within each, we label others. And whether we know it or not, we place people in a box. For example, even if you comment on one social media, you're placed in a box. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many boxes for which we categorize people. A few of those are good, bad, indifferent, but there are many others. And each of us have a tendency of placing our first impressions of others in a box. Here's a question I want us to wrestle with this morning. How do we view people? I mean, when we look at others who are outside our inner circle, how do we view them? How, how do we respond to the person who cuts us off in traffic? Hmm? Does the color of a person's skin give us pause? How do we view the individual who constantly annoys us? Does one's nationality automatically create a bias in one's thinking? So how do we view people, all people? Now, if this is your first time and you're watching this series, we're, we are in a series called Becoming Great, Serve. And we have stressed over and over that this series is not about doing, but about becoming that which God has called us, servants. We are looking at five characteristics toward becoming a great servant. Sacrifice, which we covered two weeks ago. Empathy, relationships, values, and empowerment. And today, we tackle the topic of empathy. You know, personally, I, I wish I was more like Jesus. I mean, anybody with me, all of us would wish we were more like Jesus. I mean, Jesus had the ability not to be swayed by others' appearance, the ability not to care about others' opinion. Jesus had this gift for which most of us lack, seeing others as God sees people, and doing so without any categorizing, without placing people in boxes. Listen to this verse. And they, talking about the Pharisees and the Herodians, came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. You know, Jesus had a flawless outlook on people. He did not judge and was not swayed by appearances. And if he did judge, his judgments were true. So do we have the ability to look beyond skin color, social status, language, clothing, hair, tattoos, etc., etc., and see the image of God in every person? Today we discuss the necessary ingredient of empathy on our journey to become great servants. See, empathy is often this mental exercise needed to understand the, the many facets of those right in front of us, our, our neighbors, those who we are called to love, those who are our family, as well as those who are not. Now, personally, I have a difficult time with this topic of empathy. The subject often gives me great pause. See, when it comes to empathy for another, Growing up, I had little. I grew up in a children's home where the boys in our cottage came from various backgrounds. And if they were in the children's home, they usually were abandoned or wards of the state. And many of them had problems. And it's difficult to learn empathy when you're beaten up and called names by those 
which you're supposed to serve. And even though I knew my parents were there to serve those children, it's hard placing myself in those kids' shoes, showing empathy to those who would put me in a headlock on a consistent basis. And yes, I was that kind of kid. But let me, get, let me give you the definition of empathy. Empathy is entering into another's life and seeing the world for their perspective and feeling their plight. And let me say this about empathy before we go any further. Empathy is not blind. Empathy is not blind. Glaring issues may still exist in the person right in front of you, which must be addressed. Empathy is not ignoring another's iniquity, depravity, or immorality. This is not empathy. Empathy is seeing others as they are in God's eyes and helping them to move to a state for which God has called them. I can tell you this. The lack of empathy in my childhood made it difficult to show empathy in adulthood. It makes all relationships difficult. See, without the ability to step into another's shoes and see the world from another's perspective, feeling their plight, it actually makes one a lousy servant. Now remember our series verse. This is kind of just the verse we're for the whole series. It's Mark chapter 10, 43 through 45. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now remember, we're, we are trying as a body of believers to become great at serving. We are flipping greatness on its head. Instead of becoming great with power and prestige and position, we are seeking to be servants made in the image of our teacher, Jesus. So. Back to our question for the day. How do we see people? How, how does one lean into others, seeing people as God sees them? Now, looking back at the children's home, I didn't realize it, but my parents taught me a great deal about empathy. Charles and Sharon Waugh spent 12 years 12 years teaching me that one's current circumstances do not determine the future or define a child's identity. Why? Why is that? Because in every human, listen, 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 in every human, no matter their gender, their ethnicity, their social economic status, their belief, resides the image of God. My parents loved those kids. And let me say this again. They did not allow their current circumstances to determine those children's future or define their identity. They treated them as they treated them as who they could become. And brothers and sisters, is this not the gospel of grace for which we deserve desire to be instilled in this church? We don't treat people as they are, but as who they can become in Christ. Because, because, because of the image of God. The image of God, a special, undiminished connection to the Creator, which exists in every human being. Listen to me, please. This is probably the most important point I'm going to make today. From the time 
One is born until the time they die. An undiminished connection to the Creator exists in every human being. It never diminishes. Every person for whom we lock eyes with daily is imbued with the touch of the Holy. Every person, red, yellow, black, white, and brown, and all have the imprint of the Holy within them. All right, let me, let me back this up with Scripture. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. That's Genesis 1, verse 27. Here's another one. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. Psalms 8, 4 and 5. See, the image of God within all humanity is called the Imago Dei, God's handiwork. His thumbprint, his breath resides in all people. All people. God sets eternity in the hearts of all mankind. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. In the things that have been made, us included, so they are without excuse. This is why, this is why as believers, we treat all people differently. This is why my parents could see in those children for which I could not see. And this is why we do not hate. This is why we treat all people with respect. This is why we are to treat all people with the utmost dignity. Why? Because all people have a potential destiny, an intended trajectory to reflect the glory of God in Christ. And brothers and sisters, the image of God that is in every person is Jesus. Jesus Christ. When I see anyone, those right in front of me, the image of them is Jesus. In their case, listen to this verse, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. See, when we see Jesus, we see God. Jesus is the exact imprint of God. His ways are God's ways. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So, what does this mean? I mean, what does this mean? It means sin does not erase the image of God in an individual. Let me say that again. Sin does not erase the image of God in an individual. In other words, we don't treat anyone as less than. We don't view anyone as damaged goods. Man's special connection and intended reflection is not damaged by sin. Remember, 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 we're talking about the breath of God, the Imago Dei, which is in all people. The image is not something that is damaged and needs to be restored. See, Scripture teaches that all mankind, the human side, the human side, our nature, the fleshly side, we all sin. That, that side sins. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
And our fleshly nature needs to be restored, needs to be redeemed back to the image of God which resides in us. Listen to this verse. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old practices, the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Okay, here's, here's another verse. And we all, with unveiled face, behold the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.18. See, when it comes to viewing people, all people, we have come to believe that some people are made more in the image of God, and many others are made less in the image of God. Right? I mean, when we see people who are evil, who are manipulative, who are swindlers, we think less of these individuals. And, and when we diminish, listen, when we diminish the Imago Dei in an individual, we severely diminish their humanity. And when we diminish one's humanity, we treat them as less than. And believe, and believe we're doing God a service for doing so. Our history as a nation is littered with occurrences after occurrence of diminishing certain groups of individuals, is it not? The Imago Day is not parceled out more to one person than another. All humanity is endowed with the image of God from the time they are born until the time they die. And if we don't believe this from our heart, we can subject and treat people as less than. We can justify our rudeness toward others. We can justify our anger, our prejudices, our intolerances. We can justify anything we can say on social media. We can justify our racism toward others. We can even justify anarchy. We can justify anything when we see others as less than. When one makes himself out to be superior to another, we have missed the point of God's defining image in that person's life. Why? Because we have this false view, this false image that pertains to one's personality traits, their abilities, their, their understanding of the world, their beliefs, their bent. All humanity, brothers and sisters, me, you included, our fleshly nature, our natural man, yes, it is distorted by sin. And the only way we're going to possess empathy toward all people who are made in the image of God and his son Jesus is to see the unbelievable grace which has been given to those who call upon his name. I am saved, not by my deeds, not by my works. I'm not saved by my nationality nor the color of my skin. I am saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I bow before the Father in humble adoration as one who does not deserve this amazing gift but who has been redeemed by the resurrection power of my God and Savior. And brothers and sisters, it is very humbling to see what sin does to us. We're often broken, filled with guilt and remorse, and there are times we see ourselves as less than. We cannot escape the guilt, the shame, the stigma, the worthlessness we feel in our hearts. And we ache. We hurt. We feel unclean. And if you are there right now in your life, 
I get it. But know this, know this. Residing in you is the presence of the one who conquered sin and death. Inside you is the image of God in which you are created and it calls out to you. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Brothers and sisters, empathy is the ability to see people as they ought to be seen. And empathy is a key ingredient in bringing about wholeness in this world. All right, let me, let me give you a quick illustration. So on my table, I have three cups. Each cup represents someone. On my left, this is the cup of darkness, Satan, the evil one. This is his cup. On my right, I have a clean, clear, and pure cup that represents Jesus. Now, the cup in the middle is me, you, all humanity, all endowed with the image of God, the Imago Dei. All of us born without sin. This is how humanity begins, in this state of being pure and holy, untainted by the schemes of the devil. But <laughs> it's not too long, is it, before sin comes knocking at our door and we become tainted by his deceitful ways. Question. Did the image of God leave this cup when Satan entered it? Does the Imago Dei exit our lives when our fleshly nature sins? Absolutely not. An undiminished connection to the Creator exists in every human being. It never diminishes. This is where we get ourselves into trouble. See, when we believe the image of God is no longer in this cup, it gives us permission to treat others, as I have said before, as less than the image which God breathed into man has not vacated the cup, but many of us treat others as if it has. I have treated others as if it has. The contents of this cup can't be redeemed. The damaged, sinful nature of another's being or even my being can be restored. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came to take our sins away through his blood, which continually cleanses us. Jesus sees all people as made in the image of God and worthy of his amazing grace and power. The image of God, which was hidden, is now revealed. I am seen as holy, redeemed, washed, and cleansed. And allow me to let you in on one big secret. Satan holds no power over Jesus, no matter how hard he tries. The power we have in us is stronger than the one who comes to condemn us. To become great at serving others, brothers and sisters, empathy must be at the center of the characteristics of this church. Having the eyes of Jesus who show no partiality is crucial. 
Often we have to see past, I agree, the behavior of others and the words spoken to see the image of God within them. We have to put on different glasses. We have to see with new eyes. See all people as image bearers of the king. Is this not what Jesus did? Did he not have compassion on the crowds because they were sheep without a shepherd? Did he not view all people as created in the image of God? All right, let's go back. Let's go back to the story, the famous story of the woman caught in the act of adultery in John 8. Let's begin with verse 3. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So, what do you say? What do you say, Jesus? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. So, let me ask you, how did the Pharisees view this one they had brought forward? It's less than, right? I mean, the woman caught in adultery. She does not deserve empathy. This person has created a grievous sin, and it must be dealt with. She should be stoned to death. Now, wouldn't you like to know what Jesus wrote on the ground? You know, the eternal pause in the fabric of time for this sinful woman. Can you see it? Can you, can you just picture the scene? I mean, she has been thrown to the ground. This, this is my picture. She's been thrown to the ground. Her head bent in shame. And Jesus bends down to the ground. And Jesus is on her level. Jesus meets her where she is. And Jesus starts writing in the dirt as her tears turn dirt into mud. The dirt on the fingers of Jesus is the same dirt on her hands and now on her face as she wipes her nose and brushes her tears from her eyes. The woman who feels like dirt is met by the Savior who came to clean the dirt from our lives. And what does Jesus say? What does he say? Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw the first stone at her. Empathy. What are we going to do, brothers and sisters? How are we going to treat the, quote, woman in the dirt? How are we going to treat people, all people who have dirt on their hands? How can we not show empathy to all people? How can we not see the Imago Dei in all people? We are just like this woman who deserve to be stoned, are we not? And because of the amazing sacrifice of Jesus, his blood that cleanses all mankind who call on his name. I mean, right? In Christ, all humanity is restored by the grace of God. Okay, I want to end this lesson with a passage from Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. All things hold together. All right, to sum up our lesson, Christ in God is the image within man, all mankind. We 
are not the image, but God is. Every person has been crowned with the indisputable dignity from the hand of the one who created all things. Our humanity, our flesh and nature, it is distorted by sin. And because of God's grace toward us in Christ, man has been restored by God's grace through the power of Christ's resurrection and blood. This is nothing we have done. It's nothing we have earned. This is a free gift from God, and we are beyond grateful of his gift. We therefore see others as we were, immoral and broken. And therefore, we can therefore step into the shoes of others and possess empathy toward all people and share with them the amazing grace we have received. We can do this, sharing in the destiny of others together. So what if, what if? What if we all went out today and bent down on the ground, meeting all people on their level, where they are, invite them to share in the amazing grace of God? And we do that. Why? Because we have been loved so much. We cannot help but do the same for others who are made in the image of God. This is true empathy, brothers and sisters. This is the characteristic needed to be a great servant. I love you.